0: All right. So this is the Kick Aspirational podcast. Uh, I'm here in Madrid, Spain today uh, with Miguel Aguado Jr., a good friend of mine for many years. Uh, we just had a fantastic uh, weekend event here in, in Madrid. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to be talking about breaking through barriers as an entrepreneur and adventurer and uh, some of the ways that uh, Miguel here has helped uh, different people figure out how to break through barriers in their own life as well as some of his own. So welcome. Welcome, Miguel.
1: Thank you, David, and um, hi everybody in the audience. Uh, for me, it's a pleasure to to be here in Madrid, uh, hosting you for for this weekend <laughs> and a few days. Yeah, the the party, the excess party this weekend was amazing. I mean, everybody was freaking <laughs> with the party and the ideas we shared with them.
0: It was really fun. Yeah, That mm-hmm. was uh, it was a great week. I mean. We had come to Valencia for the Fifty Two Super Series, which mm-hmm. is a sailboat race we sponsor, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we had Japanese and Korean ABOs there. Mm-hmm. We need to get Spanish ABOs there, though. I think. I, think I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get some Spanish. We need okay, to I'll have some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i yes,
1: for, for for sure.
0: sure. Yeah, yeah, Next time. Um, next time. And um, so, anyways, but uh, we had organized to for me to come to Madrid from mm-hmm. Valencia and to, mm-hmm. to be at your congress at your event and mm-hmm. uh, you guys organized a fantastic party. Uh-huh. Uh, how many people were there roughly? I was
1: 2,000 attendants.
0: Yeah, yeah 2000. and it was a perfect venue. It's where they hold, it was the Marriott
1: here in Madrid where they hold the yeah. equivalent of the Oscars. The Yeah, for the uh, film industry, Spanish film industry and also for the, uh, the sports, you know, we have a uh, uh, soccer, mainly for the annual gala of uh, best players in Spain, best teams. You know, we had the best players always. You, know, on <laughs> you our do. League. Yeah, uh, yeah. Messi, yeah. Ronaldo, and almost the famous. Yes, yesterday, Luca uh, Modric uh, from Croatia won the best player of the world. Oh wow! Uh, he plays in Real Madrid. So, uh, this what's that award called? The, uh, what's the award called when you win the best player? And uh, well, now they have diff, like different. But yesterday was the best. Okay. It's called the best. But the you know the most traditional, the most famous one is the uh, the golden ball. The golden ball. The yeah, golden yeah, yeah, ball. yeah, 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 yeah. That's the the like the oldest one. Oro. What's it called? Oro de, in, in Espanol. Balón de Oro. Balón de Oro. Balón de Oro.
0: Yeah, we were at the Valencia game uh, last week. Mm-hmm. When Ronaldo had a little trouble on the field. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: There was some <laughs> red <running>. card. <laughs> yeah, he got a red card. A straight one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: There was, was a very controversial red card. And it was just the beginning of the, the, of the First match. First 29 game. minutes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, was, you know, I, I think Ronaldo is a phenomenal player, obviously. He's one of the greatest yeah. uh, high scorer, very, very famous. Sometimes not always my favorite behavior. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was very controversial, and we were with a, a German a commentator, a okay. football commentator, who's quite famous, and he immediately said, yeah, he deserved the red card. Oh. And then yeah. a lot of people were quite upset that he said that, and he <laughs> came back and did a, a commentary, like they slowed down the video, and he explained why and I reposted it and of course um, not everybody agreed that okay. he should have gotten the red card
1: <laughs> yeah well you know I'm a really uh, supporter of Real Madrid in mm-hmm. my life mm-hmm. and um, your family is a big Real Madrid yeah, fan you have to be
0: right yes yeah, yeah. it's part of the family <laughs> tradition
1: <laughs> you want to keep the <laughs> the family name
0: no Barcelona fans no and, no, uh, no no, no, no.
1: <laughs> and uh, obviously for us Ronaldo has given glorious days and yeah um, you know, we we won a lot of trophies uh, with him, and uh, you know now he's playing in Juventus. Yes, and, uh, another great team, yeah. great Italian team, one yeah. of the, one of the best teams in the world.
0: Yeah, it's fun. It was you know I was very excited to be in Valencia to be at the game. Um, it was you know when something like that happens, it puts more drama in the game, so it's kind of fun to be a part of that. Uh, even without. Ronaldo and down a player, uh, Juventus still won. Oh yeah, yeah so, yeah. so yeah, was you know, fantastic. Fantastic, fantastic game and it was fun to be there and fun to watch. It's great to be in Spain. Oh yes. So let's talk you. about you though, uh, Miguel. So um if you don't mind me asking,
1: how, how old are you now? Oh yeah, I'm fifty one. Fifty one. Yeah, yeah. Very young, fifty one. Yeah, well, <laughs> fifty one. <laughs> yeah. That with uh, a lot of experience in in my life. And uh yeah, I feel young because uh, as my father say the. Uh, the age is on the spirit, so, yes. so we, we feel young. We feel young and full of energy. Yes. That's great. I love to say age is an attitude. You oh, know, yeah. It's how Good. we
0: behave, right? I agree. Yeah. So, um, and your son, Jorge, who is 17 now. Yeah. yeah, he's turning 18 next month. Turns 18 next month. Just started university last week. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. He stayed with us this summer. Yeah. He came to Laguna. Yeah. Fantastic. It was a life experience for him. Yeah, well, it was great for us too. We had a, it was, it's always fun to have someone to host because you do things you maybe wouldn't other, otherwise do, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, and, and I've known your father and mother for a long time, and your brothers. You, you oh, have yeah. a
1: you have a family business in a way. We do. We work together as a family, and uh, we we came from different walk of lives. And uh, my father, uh, he used to be a, a chief engineer for a, a multinational American company, and. Uh, and uh, my mother used to work for the government in Spain and um, you know I, I, I all my life I did uh, some different uh, business and entrepreneurs and um, as my brothers you know some we, we came all from different walk of lives but now today we work as a, as a family on a, on, a, on a family business
0: yeah no, in fact, uh, Rafa, your younger younger brother, right? Yes, yes, he picked us up at the train station. We mm-hmm. took the high speed train from Valencia to Madrid. Mm-hmm. And uh, but by the way, great! I like, I really do like the AVE. It's very easy to use.
1: Oh, it's my wonderful! God. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I think it's one of the icons of uh, of of uh, Spanish uh, industry in the world because I think we are uh, the second country in the world with most uh, high speed trains. Uh, Brilliant! I yeah. think first it's Japan or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Japan, and then, yeah, no,
0: it's it's crazy. Yeah. They're very very nice. Mm-hmm. And um, but he picked us up, and and we were talking a little bit. You know, so I know Rafa was living in San Francisco mm-hmm. and in Ireland doing a lot of technology yes. uh, work. Mm-hmm. Uh, your brother Danielle, um, where did Danielle lived
1: in Chile for a while. Yeah, he did. He met his wife. His yeah, wife there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, he 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 did a study in. Uh, San Luis University. Okay. And then he went to Chile and, uh, and got married there. Well, yeah, and, we, uh, we got to yeah. be careful in Chile. There's oh, a, yeah, lot of, yeah. a lot well, of beautiful I, women. I was living in Mexico when I when I, when I left uh, university. I went to Mexico. I lived there like for eight years. Yes. And I got married there. And you got then, married yeah, in Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And my, and my, my daughter <laughs> was born in Mexico, you well, know. <laughs> the iguados, you guys, you... you you start here and then you go someplace and then you find a beautiful woman, and you get yeah. married. Yeah. My my gra- my parents, they have like five different nationality uh, children. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. That's a global family. Yeah. You're very, Absolutely. Lucky. Yeah, Absolutely. very lucky. Yeah, very
0: lucky. I've met your uh, nephew, I think was at the event we were at too. Yeah. Um from Chile. He's from Chile Daniel. originally, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Daniel. Oh, it's Daniel also. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. so tell me tell me about um your journey, a lot of people, you know, this podcast is about helping people break through barriers sure. um, from all walks of life, doing all different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, last, last, our last one we just posted was with a young entrepreneurial couple, Tony and Francis Pappalardo. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, we had a, a writing writing coach, mm-hmm. a writing, you know, Kathleen Falsani. We've had a lot of different people there. We've had a, a friend of mine who uh, uh, had problems with alcohol and mm-hmm. had to work through that barrier in mm-hmm. his life. You know, some mm-hmm. people have addictions to drugs, alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's helping people think about how do I break through things that are stopping me becoming what I'm trying to become. Mm-hmm. Um, so if
1: you don't mind, tell us a little bit about you. you you're you born here in, in Madrid? No, I was born in Sandander, which is okay. a small city up in the north of Spain. and um, But I uh, I moved to Madrid when I was like six or seven because my, my dad worked and... Uh, and since then, I feel like uh, like I was born in Madrid, you know, because Madrid is a really open city and uh, everybody's welcome. So I think uh, when you live in Madrid for a while, everybody feels like being here. So I, I really feel like like Madrid. Madrid is your home. Madrid is my home. Yeah. Uh, it's and it's, I mean, it's, it's a phenomenal place to be. It's, In fact, right now, it seems like it's completely being remade. Oh, yes. A lot of construction, <laughs> a lot of changes. Always remade But uh, yeah, I was born in Santander, but then I moved to Madrid. And uh, I've been living in a lot of places because my father used to work for different companies around the world. So we moved, you know, like gypsies one day, or another <laughs> year, <laughs> two years in one place. And uh, we were living as well in the United States a little mm-hmm. bit uh, because my father used to work for American companies. So uh, where did you live in the U.S.? Oh, Ohio, oh. Day- Dayton, Ohio. I'm so sorry. Oh. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Ohio
0: is a beautiful state. It's, it's okay. a beautiful state. It's, so. Uh, yeah. So you lived in Dayton, Ohio.
1: Yeah, we did. What did you? What did? What were you doing? And you're going to school there? Yes, a little bit. I was uh, like uh, living with a family there. Oh uh, wow. The Hudsons. They were beautiful family. Nice people. Beautiful yeah. people and uh they were they they love us so much, and uh, we spend time in the like like another children of them you know there That's and so uh, cool. and uh, and for me it was uh my first american experience there so it's you know being in ohio and have your first american experience is like very american <laughs> very
0: american the middle of america yes. and, and you're staying with a family
1: named the hudson's the hudson's it sounds yeah. like a movie <laughs> <laughs> and i went first time for me like i was 12 and i went to the to a baseball stadium and to a football <laughs> american stadium in cincinnati you oh know? yeah huge but
0: well, by the way that's when they were, were probably decent at their sports right i mean the unfortunately the, some of the you know, ohio teams well ohio state is a great football team oh, but yeah, the, the professional the, nfl teams maybe the Bengals suffered a little bit yeah
1: and then the, the browns and the reds oh the Reds oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the reds the,
0: oh, for, for baseball for baseball yeah, yeah the reds. reds yeah yeah yes that's great so you um, in fact when jorge was with us he uh, specifically asked about going to a baseball game and so
1: we went to a dodgers game which oh, was yeah. a, which was a lot of fun i saw the pictures yeah, on yeah. facebook it was fantastic experience yeah you know and uh, yeah, I have been there uh, sometimes, and then I moved to to back to to Spain and uh, been traveling a lot. And finally, when I was uh, at university, I, I moved back to Sanander, when I was born, and studied at university there. To college, I did a uh, how do you call a uh, business administration sure. degree. And I was lost in life at that age. I was like 20, 20 something. And I was lost because, uh, you know, it's like uh, I, w- I was trying to search my, 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 my place in life, but I was lost. Uh, I don't know what to do with my life. Uh, I didn't like the, the, the road that I was uh, driving, right. you know, because uh, I, I didn't see myself on the corporate world. Being in an office, wearing a suit, that wasn't the thing that was going to... That was suffocate my life. Yeah, it suffocate yeah, your suffocate. life. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's the only paradigm that I had. You know, my parents did that. My All my family was uh, corporate people. Right. Uh, and I said, well, there's nothing else in this world. I mean, I, and I had, like, during, during college, I had, like, six weeks experience on a, on a company, on finance department. You know, it was, like, a big opportunity for me. But it was terrible because I saw my future there, and I said, "No way that I that I turn forty-five or fifty, right. and I was like that, you know." Because I have nothing against work or corporate people, sure. but, but it was it, it wasn't for me. I mean, I, I was looking for something else in my life, but I have not no other reference. So I right. was kind of lost, kind of.
0: Uh, you were you you lucky in a way because you're, with your family, mm-hmm. your parents had opportunities to travel. Oh, yeah. You got to see the world. Mm -hmm. You got a great education. Mm -hmm. You had a great internship. Mm -hmm. But I think you asked a really important question. Mm -hmm. Um, A friend of mine just wrote a play that asked the same question. He said, you know, people are always climbing ladders. But not everybody asks, wait a minute, what's this ladder leaning against before they get to the top? And sometimes if you're so focused on climbing, you forget to look around, you miss life. Mm -hmm. And I think it sounds like if I'm understanding. Oh, yeah. When you were still a young man and you mm-hmm. could still make a decision, you looked at the ladder, you inspected the ladder, you climbed a few rungs up the ladder, and you said, "Wait a
1: minute, I don't like where this ladder is going to take me." Is mm-hmm. that is that a, is that kind of the the right? In fact, yes, it, it was that, but but I was saw so, I saw a clear picture of the ladder at the end. Yeah, yeah. Because of that experience on on the corporate world during these weeks, I say. This is the ladder for me. Say no way, Jose. i not, not. I don't want to get up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, I was 20. This is like mid 80s. Sure. And uh, and have no other reference. I mean, the the word entrepreneur doesn't exist. Right. You know, Steve Jobs was not still uh, an icon. He was. Uh, he
0: was probably still wearing suits and ties at that point. Well, yeah. Because that early be. Apple days, he still he would. He thought everybody had to wear a suit In fact, and tie. if
1: you remember at the middle 80s, the icons were the Wall Street guys. Right, right. All corporate people, right. uh, investment backed people, stock people. Right. And I said, I didn't Suit, ties, I, suspenders. I, I, yeah. I, I didn't like right. that. I mean, it was, uh, and so I was... So, I I, don't know where to move. And I have no family reference in order to do other things but corporate. Right. So, I was kind of lost. Kind of lost and uh, not really happy. David. Sure. I wasn't really happy. I mean, you know, I was going ahead, doing what I have to do, study and all that. But... Uh, but I don't know what to do, and uh, I didn't know what to do. So uh, I made myself, and, uh, and I and I and I told to my family that I want to do an MBA. Okay. So in order to keep studying yeah, yeah. until you figure out <laughs> yeah, what just stay studying. in let, let, yeah, Let's yeah. study a little bit more, and all that. <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. and um, I think I wasn't brave enough to 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 put this in front of my parents on that age and say I'm gonna travel the world by myself like two years on a on a discovery journey you know so because I thought that it was a really disappointing for for them so I I, I thought that if I if I put on the table that I want to do an NBA was easier for them okay yeah,
0: right So, it's easier to maybe live up to their expectations oh, rather yeah. than find the life you've you, you need to look. For. Yeah.
1: I was like a struggling on that, sure. on that age. So I invited myself to, to, to go to uh, do an MBA in the United States. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, that was it. I, I found there on that time I found the, 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 the way to walk my life. And, um, because, uh, because I end up in Mexico. Oh, okay. wow. Now, how did you end up in Mexico? I end up in Mexico because uh, when I decided to go to the United States and do an MBA, uh, it was like a six months period. Free. Okay. free. Yeah. So uh, I asked myself what I'm going to do during these uh, <laughs> six, six months. <laughs> yeah. And I say well, let's go to see Mexico. I, uh, yeah. First time in my life in Mexico, you know, Corona, beaches, <laughs> mariachis. <laughs> Tacos, yeah, okay. guacamole. Okay. And uh, you put uh, in one hand Mexico and other hand Ohio say, okay, let's go to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. Ohio is nice to visit. My, let's spend some time in Mexico. Yeah.
1: And um, so I, I decided myself to, before going to university in the United States uh, to college, spent a, a few months in in mexico and in fact i went to uh, american embassy in mexico to do the uh the uh, TOEFL, which is a uh, as an exam for foreign people to to study in, in the united to states to go to a u.s yeah. university yeah so i was there in mexico and i and i find my my way of living myself and this was in mexico were you mainly in mexico city or where where yeah yeah Yeah. at the beginning i started in mexico city and um, you know i've been traveling uh, a lot in 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 my life uh, previous to to that experience but it was first time for me alone totally alone in one city Uh, and that's a big city yeah that that was that was the point I mean I r- remember that I was a college in Sandander Sandander is uh, 80,000 people big <laughs> yeah. university yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the the, the no it's the whole city is, Oh, the whole, city's uh, 80, whole city is 80,000 okay. okay. and how
0: big is the yeah. university a few thousand small yeah, yeah, yeah really yeah. small okay sorry I it's thought you really, meant it was like no, no, a massive the school. whole city the whole city the, is 80,000 so a awesome. small city
1: yeah so when you change to a city like Mexico with 20 million people crazy yeah yeah everything yeah. is <clears throat> surprising <laughs> and uh, you know the way they live in Mexico is 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 is, is quite sometimes it's is quite wild so uh, it was a lot of uh, a new a brand new experience a yeah. brand new experience you can yeah. kind of do whatever you want yep yeah and uh so uh, I start to 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 find my way of living you know to 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 see what to do in life to learn new experiences uh, to have another reference in life and not only my 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 <coughs> family patterns and all that and I start to um, how do you say in English the word um, when you, when you, when you, in Spanish we say, uh, buscarte la vida, to seek for your life. I mean. Look for your, yeah, to, to, yes, I think that's this a good translation, yeah. Okay, which is, which is not a fancy word of entrepreneurship, but it is the same spirit. Find yourself. Find yourself in, yeah. in, in life, okay? Find a way to, to earn money, to, to eat uh, and to sleep. You remember, I, I was... You know, on on a nest with my family, yeah. and all of a sudden I was living on a rent room yeah, yeah. in a house in Mexico, in a city with twenty million people. I know nobody, yeah. and uh, I was uh, I was twenty one, and I say, this is life. <laughs> I did so, uh, yeah, I no, I did something really.
0: I, I moved to Japan right after university. Okay. And knew nobody, mm-hmm. didn't know Japanese, mm-hmm. had never had sushi. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> my friend's mom had said, hey, you know, there's a lot of great teaching. up. Op- we could teach English over there if you had a university okay. degree. okay? And you could make good money because there was still a Japanese economy bubble. And there were no jobs in America because of the recession. Okay. So anyways, I had a very similar experience. And one of the things I found, and both of my sons have now done this too, Is that moving to a a city where you don't know people, figuring out how to find work, figuring out how to find a place to live, uh, it can be incredibly scary. Mm. Uh, At least for me. Mm -hmm. I don't know about for you. And that's what I was getting to. Was there a fear of moving to this city? Was there a fear of trying to figure it out? How much of it was fear? How much of it was a sense of adventure? Do you remember
1: being at that place again and what it was like? Absolutely. For me... uh, all my my, my, my full time experience was adventure, really, Ad- adventure, yeah. and because of the sense of adventure, you don't see fear. Because you're you're just the, the emotion embracing of it, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And you had the, had the benefit of traveling quite a bit before you went to Mexico City, uh huh. So you and you were comfortable.
1: Traveling as yeah, I mean there is a lot of danger in a city like Mexico <laughs> I mean, You can go on the subway. It's a problem. Uh, you, you go at night. It's a problem. You know, it's a lot of violence, you yeah. but uh, But because of the sense of adventure You don't see any danger you don't see any problem at all and nothing and the and the, the turning point for me was a Christmas night, you know, because um First time in my life I was alone. Wow. You're home you're all alone on Christmas. Yes. I, I was alone on on a room wow. by myself. First you, time in my life. You were know. you depressed? No, no, not depressed. Uh, but um but was that that was the turning point. Okay. I, I made the first and very important decision in my life that night because you know, Christmas is important for for all the families. And sure. During all my life, I, I was uh, gathering with my family, and it was a really it's a really important uh, uh, night full of love and all that. And all of a sudden, first time in my life, I was alone by myself, on a strange city, nobody, no family there, no, fr- no 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 close friends there. So so I was on my on my room, seated on my room on 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 the bed. And I and I bought a chicken, uh, a roast chicken, <laughs> not a live chicken. No, no, a roast chicken, <laughs> a, roast chicken. <laughs> a roast chicken to right, right. For, for my meal, oh, my, yeah. my Christmas meal, and a uh, and a bag of chips. Yeah. And I was there, you know, 21 with my roast chicken and my my chips, and I say. Wow, all of a sudden I I, I, I I felt like 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 uh, like like seeing myself from above and I say whoa Miguel 21 you're here and I, and I took the decision of not not turning back to Spain this is it, this is you going from here forward forward doesn't matter what is gonna happen you go forward from here you you, you, you don't turn back to Spain to your family to your 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 shelter yeah. or refugee, nothing. Go forward and 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 fight for your life, fight for your desire, fight for your freedom, and and that was my my, my, my turning point in my life. Okay, because you know there is a thing. You go, this is too hard. I don't know what to do. Or going back to Ohio, or going back to my family in Spain, or no, 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 no. So I took that decision that night, and and it was uh, one of. Maybe two or three most important decisions that I, I, I ever take in my life, okay? Doesn't matter circumstances, yeah. I'm going to stack with my desire. And I think when you are at 20s, you have to be brave. Yeah. Brave in your life. It's brave the, in your life. It's a time when you can take those risks. Brave. And, yeah. Because, I mean, if you look for, uh, for uh, comfortable uh, when you are 20s, you're lost. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Especially if, and I think
0: part of it too, if you think about it, right? So you've, you've been traveling already, which is when you leave your home and travel and you leave your family to travel, you start to identify who you are versus who you are with them. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, it, you know, when you're talking about too, as, as a 21 year old, you're starting to say, okay, I'm an adult, I'm my own person. Mm-hmm. I think getting out of a place, up your country, your hometown, the, all the relationships with your family mm-hmm. and Stripping all that away and saying, okay, this is
1: me without all that. Mm-hmm. Now, who am I? That's when you start to really find yourself, right? I find myself there. Yeah. I find myself. So, I love Mexico because of that. You know? <laughs> and because my, my daughter was born there, obviously. And I have a special relationship with Mexico. And all, I have really great friends in Mexico. But uh, that's the most important thing out of Mexico for me was that, that I found myself. That's fantastic. I, I love
0: Mexico City, too, by the way. Uh we went to a couple U2 concerts oh, uh, yes. last year in, in Mexico City at the big stadium near the airport, and uh, um, we were staying in uh, Palanca, 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 Palenque, Palenque. Palenque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I can't, can't remember, but. I don't know if you were renting a room in Palenque, but it was a, <laughs> near an embassy. But it was anyways, We were, it was a very... Polanco,
1: n- Polanco. Polanco, Polanco. Polanco. Yeah, you you yeah, mean yeah. the neighborhood? Yeah, the yeah, neighborhood? yeah. It's very nice. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so, so. But
0: I've always said, you know, I always felt like Mexico City, I mean, of course, it's a huge city with lots of people and different qualities of life. Mm-hmm. But to me, it really almost feels like a European city because mm. it has so much culture, so much going on when you're there. Mm-hmm. So many different places you can visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have... You know, Diego Rivera lived there. Oh, yeah. You have uh, Frida uh, Kahlo lived there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the culture, the art, the history is unbelievable, and yeah. and so much, so much opportunity there. Mexico
1: is. Um, they have they their 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 own way of seeing life, culture, and. Uh, it's like a magic thing they have built of mixing cultures native with the Spaniards with uh, their own and uh, the friends and all that and they they had like this magical thing uh world for, for they create for themselves it's really cool
0: mm-hmm. yeah I've, I've always I'm a huge fan of Mexico in general but particularly Mexico City it's, it's mm-hmm. an amazing place mm-hmm. to visit so what happened from there so you're in Mexico City you discover yourself you yeah. say I'm gonna build my path forward I'm, so this was a big barrier to break through to say mm-hmm. hey it's me and my chicken and some chips <laughs> Where do we go from here yeah yeah what uh, what
1: happened next Well um, I discovered that uh, that if I that if I start by uh, a business by myself okay I, I, I can have uh, the way of life that, that I was looking for. With freedom and um, creativity, and uh, and you know, and uh, a lot of other uh, uh, a lot of uh, other resource that 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 are not allowed in the corporate world. So I I found myself on a on the way on the road that I was looking for uh, that I was or I was trying to go out of the copper world. So I found it there and I and I start to 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 do my first business in life, you know, in um, what was that? What were you how did you how did you find your first business and, and what were you doing? How did, I mean how did you actually get started in something there? Well it's you know the most important thing in this point is that uh, the educational program that I went in because um, Remember that I went to high school, then I went to college, and I have all these uh, paradigms from family and society and relatives and all that, and I, and I and I call that education. Right. All of that, not only the school, but all the society and that, and all, and all the the paradigms that you have surrounded you. So I have an education in my life in order to to do something uh, the way I was educated. Right. Okay. So, but in Mexico, I, uh, I get in contact with another different educational system. So I start to, 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 to join, I get around entrepreneurs, First time in my life. So the association. So you yes. found entrepreneurs,
0: you found people that you had what you wanted. Exactly. And then you figured out how to spend time with them
1: and, and be a part of that culture. Exactly. So I'm a, I'm, a, I'm totally believer of that uh, the people you surround with right determine where you're going to be. In, in English, my grandmother used to say, if you run with wolves
0: you will learn to howl okay that's <laughs> fantastic <laughs> yeah. fantastic i mean it could be good or bad but yeah if you associate yourself with whoever you associate yourself with you're going to become like them exactly. so be
1: careful who you associate with exactly yeah. or choose be deliberate yeah. exactly exactly so at that point i start to, as- to, to associate in 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 uh, in, uh, in 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 mexico with people that were that were uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, and uh, I know d- different kinds. I mean, not no big entrepreneurs or no big business owners, but they had their own thing. Sure. You know, they had their own thing. They made their, they made themselves. I, I saw people first time in my life that were successful without a degree. Wow. So, uh, you know, for me it was first time experience. Hey, wow, this is fantastic. This is, you can be, you can be successful in life uh, by yourself. And for me, what well, that was the the first experience. So association is um, is uh, it was a key point for me in that time, and a book. I read a book, a fantastic book that changed my life. It was called uh, in English is. Uh, um, in uh, How do you say in Espanol? Think and Grow Rich. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Napoleon yeah, yeah. Hill. Yeah, yeah. In English is Think and Grow Still Rich. A Still, Still a classic. Still a classic. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, for me, David, <clears throat> was the first time in my life that I read something like that. And, and so tell me about Think and Grow Rich a little bit, because this
0: is a classic book. Not mm-hmm. everybody's heard of it or read it. And I think a lot of people are asking me, what books do you read? Because I think people, you know, a lot of people are realizing part of this podcast has been the interior work you have to do. Mm-hmm. To fix yourself, mm-hmm. so you can be successful, mm-hmm. and then there's the exterior, the environment, and the things you have to break through there too. Mm-hmm. So you started reading a book that changed changed your life quite a bit, changed the way you thought. Mm-hmm. What were some of the big ideas in
1: Thinking Grow Rich that
0: really changed your your way of thinking?
1: Well, the first thing is uh, for me was like um, a new discovery that success was uh, a science. Wow! That there was a pattern. Yes, and. Napoleon Hill is was soldier on the book that he did, that he uh, made uh, like a research in United States of the big uh, going and interviewing all these successful people. Yes, so everybody's everything is right in there. So it's, it's like wow, success is really a science. And I mean, this was like almost hundred years ago now, right? Oh yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's something amazing. But yeah. you know, wh- when I was reading the book, I said, "Why on my college that I studied business administration?" It wasn't this book as, yeah, right. as, as the first book. I mean, why not? And, uh, and we we did study macroeconomics, uh, uh, taxes, and uh, forecast, and uh, a lot of things, but never a, a, an essential book like that. And that was um, never the attitude or the behaviors, more the of just attitude. the technical details, right? When ne- you're studying, yeah. never the real experience of a business person, right? right? Okay, so. That was that was like uh, Napoleon Napoleon Hill throw you that over the book. So so that that's that's fantastic. And uh, a really uh, a really important thing that I learned there was about the habits. Right. The habits was was like another key point for me from the book. The daily things you have to do. The habits. The habits determine your life. Yes. Okay, the habits determine your life. The habits determine your life. So I, I like to start a new program of habits in my life and, uh, and uh, the perseverance. And perseverance. So,
0: yes. So we were talking about some of this over coffee before we, we mm-hmm. came up to this room in the Grand Hyatt or this Hyatt Center or whatever to, to do this podcast. We were talking about um, a lot of questions I get from listeners are, what do I do? Mm -hmm. what do I need to do? You know, whether it's right, I want to be a writer. What do I need to do? I want to build a business. What do I need to do? How did you do it? Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, one, I think that what they're really asking is how can I do it? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and and to me that comes back to a lot of times one, maybe you need to figure out what you want to do, Mm -hmm. but I think the way you figure out what you want, like I say, there's, there's something I stole from, um, uh, from Jim Collins, he says, if, you know, to really figure out what you want in life, you have to figure out where you can make money that you're passionate about, and you can be best in the world where you have some competitive advantage. Where those three things come together, that's where you should put all your effort. The point is, it's really hard to find that thing. Oh, yes. <laughs> right? What? You have to try a lot of stuff yes. to figure out what that is. Yes. So I think what you're saying here, if I'm getting it right, is you had to start putting some habits together so you could start discovering... What it is you are going to be doing. Mm-hmm. What were some
1: of those habits, if you don't mind? For just, sure. Yeah. Um, for me, a perseverance, determination, and perseverance mm-hmm. was uh, a new discovery for me. Okay. Just I like a habit. Your, force your way through yes. something. Determination and perseverance, and the habit of setting goals. So writing things down on paper. Setting goals, I discovered the the really importance of setting goals. And in how this, do you do that? Well, it's uh, setting goals is uh, what I do today because you know f- uh, over life, I change been, a little. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been improving on that. But, <laughs> That's good. But <laughs> it's like, uh, for example, uh, in in August we established like a, a, a like a general plan for our goals for the next two years. Right. You know, but at the beginning it wasn't like that. Okay. And, of course. Uh, but but now I can I I can set like a like a general plan for, for a couple of years and, um, but at the beginning,
0: and, and how do you break that? Down? Do you break it down by, so you mm-hmm. have a two year plan, do you break it down by year and then by quarter and then by month and then by week, week and day? Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I, I think the best, best, uh, best to deal is on a weekly, the week, the week, week the, weekly habits. Yeah. The, the, the week overview. Right. Uh, I I have developed the the habit of like every Sunday to see the week in advance. What am I doing this week? Okay. Yes, because a week is enough high, in, enough big to 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 have a a better overview. Not not a daily thing. Right. Okay. Because if you go day by day by day. You make, you get lost in the day sometimes. Yes, you get lost in the day, and you don't have. Uh, you I mean, it's like your eyes are always looking for on on the on just right in front of you, yes, rather yeah. than having a little bit of view of where you're going. Exactly. Yeah. So you you need to 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 to, to see a little bit further. So I think week is is uh, good because. If you try to see a whole month, it's too much. Mm. Many things happen during a month, sure. you know. Sure. Sure. And uh, many things happen over a year or a quarter. Yeah. So you said like uh, your your plan, right? We said like goals, right? At the end, we did it easy. Uh, I mean, we we are like like taking care of two years in order. Only two objectives, okay? Great. At the end, it's only two objectives. For two years, for uh, two years, only two objectives. And then, yeah, these two objectives, you have to do a lot of things to accomplish them. I was okay. going to say,
0: cause so if you get those done in the first month, then you're done for two years. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. I'm guessing they're big objectives. They're probably big yeah,
1: objectives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, so the, the thing is that you you you, you get expertise in managing... Uh, on a weekly basis yeah. in order to accomplish those two, those two objectives of, uh,
0: in two years. How many people are involved in these two year goals that you have? I mean, is it just
1: you or is it just you and your family or is it's it a, like it's, it's a lot of people? It's family goals. Okay. This is a family business goal. Okay. Okay. We spend like four days, 24 hours of four days, which is a lot. Yeah. Okay. Together. Yes. On the beach house. And, uh, this is your house down in Marbella. Yes, wow. and uh, we spend there four days in a row together to figure out what we want for the next two years, and uh, and and wrap it with only two objectives. Wow! Uh, because has to at the end has to be simple and clear. Simple and clear. Simple and clear. No complicated.
0: Might be hard work, but it's going to be you know what you're doing, and everyone's in alignment, and you're all going in the same direction. Yes, exactly. Every when every. When it's clear, you can see it always. Right, and then how often do you guys touch base and check back in on how you're each doing with your specific? Once per month. Once per month. Yeah, we get
1: together as family once per month, review and see how it's all going. Yeah, report of uh, the month and you know a few things. And- do you include the? Do you include like Jorge and
0: the other nephews um, and kids in that process? Uh, we like
1: them to be around. Yes. Okay. Okay. Maybe um, not in the middle of all of it yeah or how, yeah. how do you do it yeah I'm sorry yeah we, we like them to be around and and see what we're doing and and uh not get involved I mean in the decision and all that and but yeah we we like uh, to to them to be around as you know Jorge was this weekend uh, selling excess cans you know to all the attendants and all that right and uh you know, th- he was taking care of us a little bit, too. He was es- helping. Uh, exactly. Yeah. The way they like. No pushing them the way yeah. they like. It's, it's like third generation coming up to business, and uh, if they like it, no pushing them. If they, if they want to do another things in life, perfect. But but we want always them to see what we're doing. And how we do it to be and, aware of it and yes, see if they find a place yes. and when we we're there in marbella four days uh, making decision and you know and and and, uh, and 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 deciding what to do and uh, they were around they were around seeing us and how we make decisions how important things go first and all that so very valuable it's a great I mean I think not you know when you grow up
0: around it maybe you don't always value it Mm -hmm. as you get older you value it more and more I think exactly Um, so if I could just go back for a second you had said uh, earlier and I know your parents reasonably well now Mm -hmm. um, you had said you know you thought your parents wanted you to get an MBA that was their you felt that expectation Mm -hmm. I also know your parents at least I know them now I don't know them didn't know them back then Mm -hmm. in retrospect looking back do you think your parents would have cared if you said, I need to take two years and travel? Or do you think they really wanted you to go to an MBA at that point in their life?
1: Uh, well, I think uh, it, um, it, was, uh, it, it could be a, a, a big disappointment for them. It would have been at that point. Yes. Where they are
0: today, because they've also come a different they've progressed a lot oh, yeah. since that time.
1: They're business business owners.
0: Right, right, right. <laughs> they, left they, yeah. they left corporate. <laughs> they also found themselves, right? Yes, yes, so very much. So if if uh, let's say Jorge mm-hmm. said to your, your father mm-hmm. his grandfather, because mm-hmm. they your your father came and picked him up in LA and then they went on a little journey to Oh right? yeah, they went up, up to Francisco yeah. and all that, yeah. So if jorge came to you or came to your and i'm not asking for jorge he Mm -hmm. didn't say this to me Mm -hmm. but if he came to you and said hey you know what uh i've tried this mba in school or the he's doing studying business administration right now too Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm not sure if it's for me i want to figure out what's next i need to take a year Mm -hmm. a gap year and travel Mm -hmm. how how would you feel today if if he said that or what do you Mm -hmm. think your your parents would feel if, if he said that my parents, yeah. or me. <laughs> Either pick both, but, well, I'm but separately, speak, I'm separately, separately, separately. I'm gonna yeah, I'm yeah. speak about me. I'm gonna
1: speak yeah. about uh, me. My big disappointment is that he went to college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Well, finished- quite serious. Oh yeah, 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 yeah he's yeah. quite serious. Yeah. You know. I mean, he's a lot of
1: fun, but he's a serious kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, when he finished high school, I say, "Hey man, why don't you go to the world and spend like Travels. a year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One year, I mean, what what are you gonna learn traveling the world for a year? is never gonna be." In a book a, in a college, right, right. I mean, it's that that life experience. Yeah. So say so go up for uh, go for a year and then you you go to college if you want. You see, say so, no, 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 no. I go to college <laughs> first and then, <laughs> and then you know because you. he's really uh, what I saw is that uh, all all his friends are going to college. Right, you know? right, right. So so he's doing the same thing. He's doing yeah. the same thing. It's it's a it's, um, it's a powerful force that sure so but I understand you know they're they're uh, 17 and they have to take decisions and it's fine I support him but uh different you, kids want different things and it's fine. yeah for me for me uh for me is it was really important that, that he went to Laguna with you because it's it's a experience for him it was a really life experience you know to be in another country, by his own, Always, obviously it was with you, your no, no, family, but uh, by himself, but in he, another language, in another sure. way of life. It was like, wow, adventure. And it's really important when you're young to feel that adventure, to feel that you're free, and uh, so, it's so, really important. Yeah, and,
0: and I think, here, to your point, even if it is like, I mean, we live in a nice home in Laguna Beach mm. and, and whatnot, but it's different. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't like people say, you know, oh, first world problems. I'm like, hey, there's still problems. If it's you and it's the first world, it's still a problem. It doesn't matter. You know, um, I, I think the important thing is that you get out and you get into a culture and you're not just staying in a hotel, going to a spa in mm. a sit, new city, but you're actually getting out, living with a family, speaking the language, eating their food. Mm. Uh, you know, we, our two sons, fortunately, were home. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, yeah, so he yeah. got to, you know, <laughs> experience not just the culture my oh, wife yes. and I have, oh, but yes. the boys culture too. Yes, fantastic. I, I hope it was okay. He, oh, he's yeah. A, yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> I love a, it. <laughs> they're a little, they can, you know, they're, they're through university almost.
1: And so, yes. yeah, it's, and first of all, yeah. the, when we live in first world, we have, our challenge as well. Of course. I mean, yeah, yeah. Different challenge, but still a challenge, challenge yeah. because, you know, uh, there is a lot of drugs in first world. Yeah. There is a lot of people l- lost in first world, right? Depression and, uh, and, um, people with no sense of life, just, uh, living in Instagram and all that, uh, people without, uh, not 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 looking for taking care of other or giving love to anyone but itself and right. uh, uh, you know this culture w- w- we have of, of first world is is really dangerous for people. I mean to deal with all that and 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 be a a, a person a real person because that that's not real. I mean that's that's a, something a bubble that we are building and, you know, we, we live in this comfort, comfort world and, uh, you know, in, in Europe, we, we are dealing dealing now that, uh, that uh, to give like a universal uh, salary to everybody. Right. So what are you going to do in your life without working an universal uh, salary to everybody? What are, going to, what are you going to do with your life?
0: It's, it ruins people, right? <laughs> Absolutely. There's a really so there's a famous TV show in the U.S. called Mister Rogers' Neighborhood, Mm -hmm. and it's about this you know this guy who uh, it was on TV for I think 30 years, and it's this guy who who works with children. It's a children's television show, but he's teaching kids you know that it's okay to have feelings, it's okay to be afraid, it's okay to you know when people. How do you deal with all these complicated feelings? Very very famous guy in America, wonderful man. he used to give one book to people when he would meet them, and it was called Deep and Simple. And, the, and he said, I think the biggest problem in our world, in the modern world today, mm. is that humans are meant to be deep and simple, but we become shallow and complicated. Okay. And when, you know, if people, I think people are made to work. I think mm. we have to have some work in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people uh, need to connect their work and their values their work and their effort, their work and their reward. Absolutely. Because when you do that, you get a sense of accomplishment. You get a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. And then your life has meaning. Mm-hmm. And it's foolish to, I think it's it's almost foolish to talk about a life with meaning without service to others, without work in it that's meaningful. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, people get depressed because they don't work. They get depressed because they don't have any meaning. They get And and to your point, like you talked about these disciplines and these habits, when we have these habits and disciplines, mm-hmm and we start focusing on other people it takes our eyes off our own problems it starts us focusing on how to how to create meaning in life with other people in community and that's
1: mm-hmm. i think that's what people are for right adding value to other people absolutely you know my daughter she works as a professional model and there's there's nothing most uh i don't know most <laughs> most uh Without value for a person like like that profession, I mean, it's it's, it's only about. Uh, it's very sh- it can be very shallow. Yeah. yeah, it's only about your face, right? And uh, you know, all my my during this like three or four years, I've been uh, really close to her. She lives with me, and uh, really close to her about uh, giving him giving her. Uh, Um, values in life and giving her, uh, you know, in that profession, there is a lot of sex involved and drugs involved and drinking and all that. And, you know... It's a party uh, lifestyle, not always positive. And uh, and, um, maybe last year, because of the Me Too cast and all that, all all the problems is is on the it's on the air yeah but uh, so I have been with Monica dealing with these situations a lot I mean baby take care of your life uh, on a on a proper way. Uh, I, I don't care if you like that profession and uh, and it's good and if you look, and if you are professional. Sure. I mean, and uh, it's really hard profession. I mean, it's, it's not what you see. know, uh, it's, it's, it's not the the advertised that you see. I and mean, all right. that it's eight hour working in front of a camera, going to places. She has been a lot of places in the world, like Dubai or Moscow or many places. That she traveled there, but she didn't saw the place because, because she was working the whole time yeah yeah eight hours boom go back <clears throat> right yeah. and so it's not as fancy as you think okay right. and but it's many 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 stupid things involved on that profession and uh so i've been doing this four years working with her in in this uh, type of values for life i mean to to work on life to to be uh uh, a person who cares about others and a person w- who add value in, in life and not because, you know, she was born with a beauty face. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> that, that's not, nothing in value. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. So it, life has to be something more than that. Well, and they, I think
0: that's what, what is happening in entertainment and is happening in, in fashion and, mm-hmm. and, you know, the modeling side of it is you're seeing a lot of models who are saying, I can deliberately put value into this mm-hmm. profession. I can deliberately, you know, make it deeper mm-hmm. and not just shallow. I can I can choose to be different than mm-hmm. maybe the culture that, that kind of pervades it in a way. Um, so I think it's incredible that you're doing that with your daughter because if mm-hmm. you can do it, you know, and, and I think every profession has this to a degree, right? I mean, you can be... You can be in banking oh, yeah. and be very shallow oh, yeah. and complex. You can, be <laughs> you, in, <meant. laughs> you can do it anywhere, right? Um, but I think what's great when you do it in a place where it's purely, you know, modeling is about veneers. It's about the surface, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When you can put value into something that's primarily about, the, you know, the shallowness, mm-hmm. when you can put it in, when you can take it deep and simple, you can do it any place. And mm-hmm. right? so I think it's it's great to see a lot of models taking that step, mm-hmm. um, not putting up with some of the garbage in that Oh yeah, in that category or any other one, because um, mm-hmm. you know people behave badly in almost every place that you put them, and they can behave greatly in almost any place. And it's mm-hmm. a choice we
1: have to make. But the thing is that, uh, for example, Monica, she has a lot of followers, as you can imagine. Oh wow! And um, but if you do a, pro- a career on I I don't know, let's say on a, a accounting firm. Yeah. No one, no one's gonna follow. No, that's no, gonna follow you. Yeah, <laughs> okay. no one wants to see your calculator. Yeah. So what I'm telling Monica is, see, you have, uh, you have like a responsibility of right. uh, walking, walking life on you know, a proper way because a lot of people is following you. They're watching. I mean, it. it's, it's like uh, you are like a model because you are model right. So, right, right. i mean <laughs> yeah yeah you're a mo- you're a role model and you're a, a face exa- model and exactly yeah. and uh it's important it's more it's more important than than what they at the beginning you know she start like a uh, leg like plane but now she's you know she's she's been more professional about it and uh and you know she's doing quite quite good on good, it good for her
0: well, yeah, and she's yeah. seeing the world and she's getting out anyways and she's mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. traveling and it's it's a great. It's a great place to start, right? Oh yeah. Maybe it's not a final destination. What? What a great way. Great thing to do at that age. I hope so. Um, so, so you've uh, you've transitioned from going to college, thinking about the traditional hmm. careers, create being becoming an entrepreneur, and now your family, um, your parents also left their careers. Oh yeah. And created their own business. You, a business that you have, and you, now you have this
1: business together. Yes. Um, Really? I, I, yeah. I did some business before myself, uh, before getting together, and uh, many, many things. Uh, we have uh, call center platforms. Call center uh, platforms? Call center yeah. platforms. That was like 20 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. Uh, we have like one in Madrid, another one in Portugal, another one in Barcelona. And um, another one in Chile. Wow! And uh, we open one in uh, Miami. In um, we open one in uh, in South Beach, Miami, and um, in Hollywood, Hollywood, Florida, which oh, is yeah, yeah. Uh, just city. north of uh, yeah. Miami. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know where that is. Yep. Yeah. In uh, in Brown, I think Brown County is or something like that. Yeah, where yeah, yeah.
0: Broward, Broward, Broward County, I Broward, think, yeah, yeah, okay. close, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so, just thinking,
1: I'm thinking uh, through my head what it is while you're talking about it. And, uh, so that was an experience for me as, a, as, a, as an entrepreneur. And um, then we, I, I, I start a company with um, uh, a really friend, uh, close of mine from childhood, uh, of uh, developing uh, buildings. Okay, so like contract, contract, yeah, yeah, yep. and, um, and you're doing that here in Spain, or uh, doing it all over? Uh, no, here in Spain at the beginning. Okay, um, mainly Madrid and also on the sea coast. Okay, and um, so that was really big before 2008. That was big business here. Big business during a decade was just the golden mine, right? Um, and you know, in the September 16th the Lehman Brothers wow. b- went bankruptcy and the mess was that changed changed some things here in Spain everything in the world I mean so we went uh, out of that business because it was terrible went terrible uh, it happens that two years of fighting really really hard I was going to ask you did you end up with a lot of that and buildings and yeah, a lot of debt. Can you imagine? Because it's a it's a really risky business sure. uh, with a lot of credits and um, your mortgage, spec, and, yeah. spec buildings and things. Yeah, you have to buy the land and put money together from from bank to to start to build and all that. And you know, it's a really risky business. Right. And um, it was a mess. During two years to 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 uh, to close that to shut down that business a lot of fights uh with uh partners and banks and well partners were only me and, and and Carlos and uh but uh but banks and clients and all that uh, a lot of money was involved so it was a really really hard hard um uh two years period even even though i i i, I, I went to how do you say in english um, uh, Debt Anonymous. Oh, like bankruptcy. Dead. No, it's it's a it's a like alcoholics Anonymous. But oh,
0: dead. Oh, dead. Anonymous. Like you
1: needed to get away, like get out of the habit of taking debt. Yeah, because um, my life was uh, love so wealthy. Yes. During that time, and all of a sudden, I lost everything. Yeah. Because of these two years of fighting, that I found myself without without, uh, without any currency. I mean, no, 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 no way to Afron next month. Wow. So it was really depressing time. You it's know, I had scary two thing. kids, you yeah. know, uh, to take care of them. And how uh, old are you then? You're in your middle forties. This was 10 years ago. Yeah. So early forties, yeah, 40, 41 a tough time to start over. Yeah. So I, I shared this with a, 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 friend of mine and she said to me, why don't you go to that anonymous? I that exists. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it's Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, yeah. Sex Anonymous, Dead Anonymous. Say, yeah, yeah, go, go there and and talk to your problem to them. So, you know, I was really... It's the last thing you want to do, right? Yeah, but I was really frustrated. Yeah. It was a big lesson to me to learn because I went to the meetings, you know. I went like two or three meetings. You know, these this meetings goes, every people share their... their all the problems they've... The problems, they're yeah. struggling. And uh, and some people with more experience give you, let's say, advice. Yeah. More than advice, I see they comfort you.
0: Well, it allows you to get it out. Yes. And it also shows you that other people have the same problems. And that you're not, you know, the world's not going to end fantastic and you can figure a way forward right mm-hmm. because i i think I, I see this a lot too and i struggle with this mm-hmm. my my son who's living here skyler is very smart so he's always in his you know i have the same problem we're always in our own heads uh-huh. and sometimes we come up with problems <laughs> that don't exist that might exist in the future yeah. rather than focusing on what's happening right mm-hmm. now and um he was you know he's just moved here he was teaching last year yeah. now he's working in a very aggressive startup mm-hmm. and of course he's doing a second language Mm -hmm. he's he's very becoming very good in Spanish but he's you know it's still different and we were talking about a lot of these things because he's right in the middle of where I was when I was trying to do this in Japan you know where same when when you were works you know the fight and the struggle and all that but one of the things I said to him is I said look you know um what's the worst thing that's going to happen no one's going to kill you no one's gonna you know put you in jail you know if if it's the absolute worst thing in the world, you can land back in Laguna Beach. Mm-hmm. I know you don't want to. I know you think that that'll be total failure, mm-hmm. but don't worry. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing awful is going to happen. And, and those that, it's hard to hear that sometimes because mm-hmm. you're in the middle of all this struggle, but oh, I think yeah. it's going to a thing like Alcoholics Anonymous or De- Debtors Anonymous or Sex Anonymous, whatever it is, whatever the issue is you're dealing with when you don't have to handle it alone and you can talk about it and get it out so it's not just rattling around in your oh, head, yeah. Oh, yeah. all of a sudden it starts to help just put things in perspective so that you... I mean, is this... Sorry, I'm not trying to over-talk or put it in your words in your mouth, but is that kind of what you were feeling or where you were going? Sure.
1: You know, it's uh, what I call the green dog. The green dog. The green dog. I mean, a green dog is a really strange thing. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. it? Yes. I mean... It's not something that you see every day, a green dog. <laughs> <laughs> a green dog yeah. I'm not sure if I've ever seen a green dog.. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, when you are in this situation you are like a green dog. You feel alone, strange and uh, that there's nothing there's no one like you. right. Um, Very isolated. Yeah, really, really, really. So uh, most of us when we are struggling with uh, some problems, we keep inside ourselves right. because of this green dog situation. I think we don't like we don't like that people see us like a green dog. So right. we try to be a normal dog. Right. So, but inside we are a green dog. Right. Okay. And uh for me it was first time of dealing with depths in my life. Right. But heavy depths. So I was like a a green dog. I said, my gosh, I'm in fact, I put in, I put, I put in danger my, my, my kids economically, you know, yeah. I said, what I'm going to do now. So I was feeling like a green dog. And uh, what happened is that I went into this program and into these people meetings. Everybody was a green dog They saying, Oh, my God. <laughs> more green, more dogs. green dogs. And nothing happened. We are happy green dogs, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. See, and we take care of each other and we love each other because we are green dogs. So it's like a recovery of yourself. It's a rehab of your self-esteem that nothing is going to happen because of that problem. That right. problem is going to solve.
0: You still uh, have to solve the problem, but but at least it's
1: you're not the only person dealing with this. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of the same uh, situation that we talked before of, Associated with the right people, right? So I went with this. Uh, I went to this community and associated with the right people. They were dealing with this exactly uh, the same problem. So I started to share my problem and uh, and, and feel love with other people. And uh, you know, all of the sudden I felt much better, right? Myself. And I put the problem on the real side of the problem. Right, right. And uh, and I start look for uh, seek for solutions. You right. know, and I, I remember they gave me a book, uh, of uh, how to go out of debts Okay. And 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 and, um, and walk life and on a on normal life, and uh. It wasn't like in the first or second page that that, that I discovered the, the, the real thing, yeah. the, the real problem, because uh, most mo- more or less uh, on, on the book say that, okay, you are in big days or you are in big problem with, uh, with money, okay, but uh, you still have a roof and you have a, a, a maybe a bed where where to sleep. You have everything. The sun is going up, so yeah. stop, uh, stop uh, crying, I mean stop worrying about what you lost yes yeah, you, you've got you've got enough yes um you know i was 40 41 so i i say okay yeah i have all my life right i mean i have all my life. i have two you're kids you're healthy your kids are healthy yes. yeah they love me my kids love me i'm right. healthy i have a, a family that I love about me No worry about me i'm myself okay so it's a, almost a practice of being grateful Oh yes!
0: Oh yes! What? What? And this helps me a lot too. Like, what every day? What meditate, What can? I, should I be grateful for today? Mm-hmm. Forget about what you don't have. Forget about what you lost. Mm-hmm. Can't fix that, anyways. Mm-hmm. What am I grateful for right now? Mm-hmm. I think that helps gives us a sense of abundance, mm-hmm. and that allows us to be you know to be generous to other people
1: as absolutely, well. Absolutely! Absolutely! Yeah. So, it's real that when you fail in life, or when you fail in in some areas of life. Uh, it's uh, it's a point to learn about you right it's the best lesson I mean because in my experience when I'm successful I'm not learning as much as when when I'm failing right every time that I fail in something the lessons were harder but the teaching was better that's great much better that that when everything is going smooth and happy and You know, it's, uh, I mean, for me, it's harder to learn there. I mean, it's it's much better to enjoy maybe, but uh, it's harder to learn. I was going to ask you, did you learn more through success or failure? Failure. Myself. I I think everybody. I learned from success of other people. Yes. For example, meeting you was, for me, was really important because the way you live life was was really important. But I I, I, I learned myself or I see more about myself when I'm struggling in doing something. S- same for me. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, that's really important of, uh, of adventurous sports. Right. Because, uh, and I, sh- <laughs> and, yeah, and I share a lot of this with my kids to, to, to take them out of their comfort zone. Right. I say, okay, uh, leave the, leave the tablet, leave the mobile phone, leave this world. And let's go to, to, to nature right see because nature is it's the real thing it's the real thing i mean there's nothing there by yourself (laughs) and 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 see what is going to happen so we go to mountains we go to you know to do climbing and we go to free ride ski and we go to sail a lot you know my my dad my dad went and crossed the the atlantic with with eight with 75 years old that's amazing Uh, yeah sailing Say, okay. yeah, say, say, yeah. And that's <laughs> a, that's a big ocean. Yeah. That's a big it's ocean a long time. How,
0: how, how long did that take life? 25
1: I'm a, years, 25 days, 25 days, like 25 month. days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and, uh, blue water for 25 days. That's absolutely. A, that's a absolutely. lot of time with nature. <laughs> so in, in those situations you learn a lot about yourself. Right. Okay. So I, I like to experience that a lot. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, big lessons are on, on failure that's great
0: Mm. the um, a lot of times when we go through these failures it forces us to look at interior Mm -hmm. you know uh, ask a lot of questions about ourselves Mm -hmm. how did I get here why did I do this what do I do next how do I change so I don't repeat this failure right Mm -hmm. I mean the great thing about failure is if we learn from it so that we don't repeat it Mm -hmm. I also think I've never wished my failures on anybody oh yeah but I wouldn't replace them either Mm -hmm. because it's how we grow and learn Mm -hmm. and everything um what kind of interior things did you discover about yourself through these failures? Like what kind of practices or habits or behaviors did you, did you want to
1: change after that? Oh yeah. Um, you know, when you are an entrepreneur spirit and, uh, go for it and look forward and set goals and um, taking some risks, yes, taking some risk <laughs> and uh, you ha- and you succeed, right, you think better than you are you, you it, get very proud sometimes yes yeah. I, I that was my experience, okay. I, th- I think we all have that yeah, so sometimes your ego goes on places that uh that that is not good, right um and I learned, and the hard way, that because uh, I thought that I was that I was, uh, that I was uh, better than truly really I am on making business and all that kind of things. On and, and you know, I'm just a normal person, like everyone else. Uh, but uh, but I don't want a normal life. Mm. Okay, so I'm willing to do other things that maybe other people do not do, but because of that, I'm not a, a better person than them. You know, I'm, I'm just a normal person. So when, when you succeed, I think you lose track on that. Well, I, I, for me, I, I think I did, you know. And um, that experience forced me to be humble. Humble in love. And I think to be humble... Is really important in life. Stripping away
0: the ego. Yeah. And saying, you know, look, success or failure can happen to me. Absolutely. Uh, but that doesn't change who I am, and it, and I need to, to not be pr- proud. You know, I think you said it really well. In English, we would say not have this hubris, mm-hmm. this idea that I'm this big king
1: or peacock or whatever it is, right? Exactly. So I like that. I like that idea that you can be suc- a successful person in life and be humble, humble in spirit. How do you how do you uh, maintain your humility? you so you've been you've rebuilt your
0: your success. You're successful again. Mm-hmm. We were just at a great event with a couple, oh yeah of a few thousand oh, yeah. people. Oh yeah. I reinvented um, myself. You rebuilt from the ground up, and I do. I want to hear that story because I think that's really good too. Um, mm-hmm. But how do you maintain
1: humility when? When you're successful again, by in my case, in my in my situation, by uh, developing the a spiritual life. Tell me about that. Okay, so um, you know, I I never been a believer in in any religion. Uh, I was I was grown as a Catholic because it's a tradition in, in Spain. Most of the people are Roman Catholic. Catholic. Yeah, yeah. But I never, I, I never connected with, uh, with, with, uh, with the religion. So I never developed any connection on that. So, uh, you know, I was like uh, without any God or any religion uh, many, many years. But uh, when I was uh, struggling with all these kind of uh, problems and personal problems and uh, and emotional problems, um, one of the things that uh, that I learned is that uh, religion is, wo- is for people who wants to go to heaven, <laughs> but a spiritual life is for people who wants to go out of hell. Yes. So I I need something to grab in beside me, bigger than me and bigger than this world.
0: Was that part of Debtors Anonymous? Did it come from that experience or was it separate from that?
1: It was previous because previous to that when I was uh, uh, 38, something like that, I have, I also had alcohol problems, mm. so, uh, so I, I had to ask for, for help and I went to Alcoholicos Anonymous as well. And, uh, you know, I read the book and all that. I went to the meetings and, uh, all, all these spiritual things start to grow inside myself. Sure. And, uh, I connected to, to, to a greater me, something bigger than me, uh, and I start this, uh, walk this spiritual life uh, inside me, you know.
0: How do you do that? What What was the, what are some of the practices that to connect to? Because I think this is really important. Uh, it's funny. A lot of the people that um, have been on the podcast mm. um, came from some religious upbringing. Okay. Um, but then realized, you know, had some crisis mm-hmm. and realized that, you know, the religious, the, the religion itself may have been helpful for some reasons, but they weren't getting to the real thing itself Mm -hmm. to this thing that's bigger than you, the thing behind the religion, Mm -hmm. right? Whatever somebody was when usually I think when we see religion, it's somebody had this great experience and then they created this model, Mm -hmm. this religion Mm -hmm. to help other people get to that thing. Okay. But then sometimes it starts, it becomes becomes its own thing and it blocks you from getting to that Mm -hmm. thing. Um, and I think that's the difference between religion and spirituality. Spirituality mm-hmm. is a very personal, absolutely, uh, practice. Um, and in, I think the great thing about being spiritual is that you tend to lose all of the words that kind of separate you from this bigger thing—God, mm-hmm. the universe, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. What was your? I mean, so you—you you kind of hit some big uh, problems
1: in your life that mm. made you aware that you needed that mm. alcohol, alcohol, yeah. Al- alcohol was the first it was the first one em- emotional thing, real emotional because that, that that I want to look for, you know, for situation, it was not a really big problem. It was only a, like a uh, situation, but alco- right. alcohol, it was desto- destroying, personal. destroying, me as a person. Right.
0: So, so through alcohol and, and that rock bottom experience, mm what kind of practices or what was the, how did you get to really recognizing that there's this bigger mm. thing out there and that you could connect to it? And then
1: how do you connect to it? Well, <clears throat> you know, that uh, is a really deep uh, explanation. And uh, may- maybe we can talk like three days in a row about no, that. No, no, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. But uh, to make a... Short thing. I think the the best thing is to be anonymous. I think that's the most powerful spiritual of everything. To be anonymous. What does that mean? No recognition at all. So you're not doing it for somebody else. Is that, is that no, what you're no, saying? Or? No, no recognition of what what I'm doing. Okay. No, no, okay. When when I'm when I I do things without. Uh, Seeking for recognition. Got it. So being, selfless. Yeah, being anonymous. So it's, it's being anonymous is, is um, just put your life or put your, your intents in life in order in order to, to help others, but not you. Selflessness and, and acts of service for others. Yes, for others. It's, everything is for others, not for you. Right. So, and anonymous, you without, call it anonymous without any recognition. I love that. Yeah, that's a great. With, with any recognition. I mean, we, I, I don't look for any recognition at all. I don't look for any recognition at all. In business, it's really difficult. Right. So, I ha- what I'm proud now in my life is that I can combine both. Because you know, because the 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 way I do my business, you know, there is a lot of recognition involved and social media, and everybody wants to be around with you and all that, you know. And and I know know that is important for people, and it's important for for uh, for the way of we do business today. And it's good if we help people on that. Of course, yeah, okay. It's good if we help people. Because I really don't need it. I mean sure. I have like fifteen thousand followers on Instagram as, right, you, right. as you do. <laughs> right, right, right. But I know it's part of the business. I know it's part of the show. But I don't look for that. I mean right. I I try that is that is not my life. Right. And that is not what I'm that is not my purpose in life. And I have no no any I don't, I I mean, I don't, I don't feel proud of that. I mean, it's, it's something that is a business. It's an outcome. It's not something that's not an, it's not a goal or purpose or intent. Exactly. What I feel person, what I feel, when when I feel person and when I feel that everything is, uh, it's in life with a purpose is when I go and touch the life of another person that has problems with alcohol anonymously right that person doesn't know who I am and doesn't care right and it's it's only about two persons helping each other and yes. uh, that's that's I think that's the spiritual part of life absolutely. you know we as person to person helping each other that that's it that's it we're pilgrims on a path and we're helping each
0: absolutely. other absolutely I, I, I think that's one of the big takeaways for me too for this deep and simple book Um, in deep and simple selfless acts of service Mm -hmm. are a big component of what they're proposing Mm -hmm. and I think to your point when you practice being selfless and helping somebody adding value to somebody else's life without asking for anything back anonymously
1: as you say yeah no name no name no tax, no nothing, just just person, just person. You know, dealing dealing with 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 a problem in life It
0: gives that, us this deep humility because we realize there's something much bigger than us.
1: Absolutely, no but, no rewards, no nothing, and yeah. just praying for help or something bigger than us in order to go out this hell, and that's it. And uh, you know, on a daily basis, what I do is uh, I take care of uh, uh, of uh, one day off. Of my week to do this oh wow uh, as a part of my life so that's, and, a, that's uh, a weekly habit yeah because it's the way i i connect with my my, my spirit on this you know it's fantastic and uh it doesn't matter where i am in the world i'm doing you always a, do it. everywhere that i'm that i'm in the world and I'm, I'm doing this once per week and uh and that's the that's uh i think that i found myself there and the and the purpose of my life there in the of 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 being with another person helping helping with another person in 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 to deal with probably one of the worst uh most self-destructive acts you can yes. be involved in yeah
0: and you can't get yourself out of it on your own no it's impossible. Somebody else has to help you. <laughs> It's impossible. Yeah, It's amazing, but it's impossible. Many people have tried, but it never seems to work. <laughs> you,
1: you can only do it by putting yourself in somebody else's hands, right? Yeah. And you know the funny part? What's that? Everything Wars start in Ohio. <laughs> 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 in Akron, Ohio. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's the story. What is that? That was 80 years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, they found the the solution there in Negron, Ohio. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's where where it all started. So we're back
0: to Ohio. My goodness. That's where
1: AA started, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, that's that's the the way, obviously, um, to walk that life. uh, You don't look for a reward, but at the end, you feel really rewarded. I think that's deeply, deeply
0: profound, Um, finding acts of service where a person can offer value and not ask for anything in return or even recognition not doing it for any other reason than to help the other person i think that's that's why we're here and i think t- to your point when you said you know religion is is to get to some far off heaven mm-hmm. um, spirituality is to get out of hell or mm-hmm. maybe somebody would say you know we've got he- plenty of hell here on earth oh yes maybe if we can bring heaven to earth yeah yeah fantastic you know which is in the lord's prayer you know mm-hmm. Uh, maybe if we focus on bringing heaven to earth rather than escaping, we, we do something bigger.
1: I found, I discovered the real meaning of love, mm. of the word love, because during my life I was lost on that. You know, what is love? Sex? Uh, romance? Uh, what Hollywood is? Salinas? The what, words are confusing. Yeah, w- what is real love? Right. I mean, what is real love? Okay, well. Uh, after forty years in my life, I found the real meaning of the word love, which is giving my life to other person without any anything else than that. Isn't it amazing too? How when
0: you practice it deliberately, the words don't matter. You don't need to say anything. Yeah, I think Saint Francis said, "Preach the gospel. If necessary, use words." Mm-hmm. Okay. And there was a a president of a college, and I were talking about this, and I was on the board of a nonprofit, and, and we couldn't say that the group we were with are, are Christian because we work in a lot of countries where there's other religions that don't okay. want that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I said, look, you know, we do the practice. We aren't going to put that brand on the, the, tag, on the label, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Even though a lot of people that we work with come from that background. And he said, but you have to use the words. And what's what's kind of ironic is now this person has been in the middle of a number of big controversies where his work does not appear to be very loving
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you know i'm not trying to throw him under the bus he may think differently about it but i think we're much better off letting the practice speak so loudly that we don't have to use the words and i kind of hear that's mm-hmm. when you do it anonymously absolutely you, you, you don't need the words you don't need the names you don't need the brands absolutely yeah and, and you get to the real thing <laughs> that's awesome um, I think we've covered a lot of ground here and I, and oh, yeah. I love ending on something <laughs> deep and spiritual I think that's um, it's a great place to wrap up and I think we'll get together again we we, we get together in a lot of places and cities and, and oh yes. Uh, yes yes
1: I really really appreciate uh, you taking the time today in Madrid I'm really yeah. uh, well. I'm really thankful of your of, of you letting me di- do this because uh, I I really think uh, of you of the things that you're doing because uh, because of this you're changing uh, many lives uh, around the world because you are um, like you did last Sunday you're showing people how to live life enjoying life. And get a and and be a business person or, or have their own in business, and uh, to have a better life for them and their families, and uh, and enjoy life. And I think that's really important uh, for people, uh, because when you have joy in your life and you enjoy and you are happy and you and you make fun of things as you as you do, I think yeah. you are making a a better place to be in the world I mean because everybody wants to be around happy people yes. I think that's this This is part of your success that you are a happy person and everybody wants to be around you because you make things easy funny happy and uh, if we can make some money doing that that's fantastic
0: w- what else <laughs> do we want I mean to your point I, I don't do the social media because I need to be famous I do it because I want to include the people that we work with around mm-hmm. the world in the things that we're doing um you know it, it's it's a and and I think you know we have a saying in Laguna Beach don't fight the fun
1: okay right. fantastic <laughs>
0: and, and you are so philosophical <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: laguna <laughs> yeah, we're big philosophers it's like yeah. new school
0: of philosophy <laughs> <laughs> but the idea is is that um you know work will be hard that's can't escape hard work mm-hmm. but if you make the hard work fun then it doesn't feel so bad and and you actually can enjoy it mm-hmm. and when we enjoy the hard work and we do it together and we win together and we include each other and we help each other add value before we ask for value back. What's better than that? Yeah. yeah, That's where we get meaning, purpose. You are the best ambassador of that school of (laughs) philosophy. You're very generous. Um, thank you for that. And, uh, thank you for, for making time today. This, uh, this podcast is being about kick aspirational about, being kick-ass in a positive and inspiring way Mm -hmm. to help break through barriers. And I think when we demonstrate it ourselves, we help other people realize that they can do it too, that we're not all green dogs. I'm going to steal that one. That, uh, That we're running in a pack and we're going to get some great things. Absolutely. Thank you very much, David. Thank you very much, Miguel. I really appreciate you coming today.